Listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Well, hello there, Rockstar SLPs. This is the Real Talk SLP podcast, and today we're going to be talking about play themes that you can do during the spring months. Now, if you love bringing toys into your session, implementing a play-based approach, as well as implementing themes with your caseload, you're really going to get inspired with this episode. It's just going to light your fire with some ideas for the spring months. Now, if you are new to implementing a play-based approach or even using themes to cover goals on your caseload, I highly recommend checking out episode 78 of the Real Talk SLP podcast, where I talk about the pros and cons of implementing a themed-based approach. So for me personally, bringing toys into the therapy room to to use to cover goals has really increased the engagement that I see with my students. Um, they connect more with the activity sometimes. Um, you know, not to say that my kids haven't connected with worksheets and flashcards, but there's just a next level of just excitement when you bring out a toy. And a lot of times I don't, you know, because I have mixed groups, I won't always just be like, okay, guys, we're going to play with this toy and I'm going to follow your lead because that's a true play-based approach is where we follow the child's lead and we model while they're playing and we let them explore where in, in the school setting, sometimes it's a little bit harder to do that if you have a mixed group. So there are times where I will bring a toy out and I kind of have an idea and structure of what I want the students to do. And so I will provide that structure time in a session and then allow some time where they get to explore and do the play part. And then I get to address goals that way. So it can be a really um, effective way to build motivation, connection, and target a lot of different goals at one time. So when we're picking play activities that align with spring type themes, we want to ask ourselves, what are our students interested in? And you know, what do they experience on a daily basis or what could be going on in their daily natural environment? And so, for example, if their classroom is studying flowers and pollination and they're, you know, they're possibly even planting some flowers, a great play therapy to pick would be gardening and having, you know, a sensory bin where they can make and grow flowers. Or maybe you create a flower shop uh, where kids can buy and sell flowers and prepare bouquets. Um, you know, so that's a perfect example of going, yeah, this is a play therapy activity that not only aligns with the spring season, flowers are starting to bloom, but also the classroom is talking about that. And so what you're getting is you're getting a lot of exposure to vocabulary within a theme, but then outside of your therapy room, those students are getting to hear and use that same vocabulary in the classroom. And it, it could even be, you know, finding out 
Does their family like to plant flowers at their home? And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to, you know, have exposure to to that activity to pick it as a theme because we could be exposing them to gardening and, and growing flowers and reading books about that. So it, I'm just giving that as an example that if you collaborate really quickly with the teacher and find out what they're doing in their classroom uh, for science or for um, you know, language arts, you could piggyback on that and put in some pretend play activities for gardening. And so for your older students, you could still kind of do some play or exploration type things by growing some flowers or, you know, doing a mystery dug plant pollination activity. I will link to the blog post for that. I have a whole blog post on plant life cycle activities for your younger and older students. Um, so that's an example. That's my first example for a spring play is making a flower shop or a garden activity with a sensory bin. Um, you can target basic concepts. You can target social pragmatic conversation. You can talk about the life cycle. You can talk about the vocabulary and describing flowers, the pot, the dirt, the watering can, all that stuff. I will put a link to the spring play theme blog post, which has more details about setting up, you know, a garden sensory bin and a lot of the materials that I have found have been at the dollar store. So that is a great spring play theme to do with your students. Another great spring play theme to do is going on a bug hunt. Raise your hand if you have students that love bugs. I personally love bugs for pretend. <laughs> In real life, I'm the girl that's going to be like, ah, spider, or oh my gosh, what the heck is that? The only bugs I truly like are ladybugs and butterflies, and uh, I like some caterpillars because those are, they evolve into butterflies. But you can make, you know, a bug sensory bin, um, or you can really go on a bug hunt. I remember one year... Um, we went on a ladybug hunt and I, my mom told me that they sold ladybugs at the garden store. So I went and bought some to make sure we had some in the, in the grass and I put them in there. And so we went on a ladybug hunt. Um, but for pretend play, you could pretend that you're going on a bug hunt. You can find some insects um, from Wild Republic or the Tube brands. You usually, I found a, mag a magnifying glass at the dollar store. And usually in the springtime, they have bug catcher sets. But you can always get those on Amazon. This toy set is great. I love bugs because it's something you really can do all year long, but specifically in the spring and summer season, it's a fun way to, to work on that. And there's a lot of great books related to bugs and related to spring that you can read that book, incorporate literacy, and then allow for an exploration play activity. You could even fill a sensory bin with dirt and have the bugs hidden underneath it and have them, you know, try to find the, the bugs as well. So you can, with bugs, you can 
do a lot of functions of communication and core words like, look, bugs. Oh no, it's crawling on me. Ah! Or, oh, this one's long. This one's colorful. So there's a lot of uh, functional communication as well as just describing the bugs, um, talking about them, putting them in and out of the bug catcher to work on basic concepts. You could even take the plastic bugs and and put them outside and kids can go on a bug hunt that way as well. So that is a great spring theme as well. And my, my, my last favorite spring theme pretend play is using a picnic play or even a farmer's market. Now in the blog post that I have spring play themes, I have links to different sets of pretend play food that would be perfect for going on a picnic, um, as well as doing a farmer's market. Now what's amazing about going on a picnic or pretending to go to the farmer's market is that you can hit a lot of category goals and a lot of vocabulary goals that's related to food. Now, food is a great versatile uh, theme to use. And I will also link in the show notes some of my favorite themes that I think are great to use year round. And food is definitely one of those. So if you've been targeting food in therapy, here's a way for you to still target food with your students in the context and lens of using it for going on a picnic or for having a farmer's market. Now for going on a picnic, you can work on sequencing. What do you need to get ready? You know, what ingredients do you need for your your sandwich. You can even work on asking your friends in the session, what do you want on your sandwich? So we're working on social pragmatics. We, how do you talk? How do you say, oh no, thank you. I don't want mustard or, you know, expressing what you like and don't like in a way that is respectful and make sure, you know, instead of going, ew, gross, you like mustard. Um, and then you know, planning what you do at the picnic, what do you need to bring? So you could even talk about things that are, you know, you play with like balls and frisbees. That's a category. Snack items, crunchy items, fruits, vegetables, drinks. So you can really categorize food based on just that play theme. You can take things in and out of the picnic basket. Um, you know, so much fun stuff. You can do this as a pretend play, but then you can even plan this as your, uh, you know, your whole class co-teaching lesson where you guys are going to go on a picnic and, and the first session you're figuring out who's going to go what do we need to bring? Who's going to make what? Uh, when's it going to happen? So a lot of those WH question words, you can teach what they mean by planning this out. And then the next session that you, when you go into the classroom, you know, maybe you guys even make some of the picnic items, you know, at, before you go. And then the next day you go on your picnic. So those are some ideas for using a picnic theme. And then with a farmer's market theme, you really can hit some, you know, money, more or less kind of goals with money. You can work on the social communication for when you want to buy something and when a customer approaches and asking WH questions to that customer. Um, 
and, and just the whole process of going to the farmer's market and exposing them to what that's like, especially, and then encouraging them like, hey, go do that with your family. Here's when our farmer's market is locally. So, because I love going to our farmer's market and that really is a valuable life skill to know how to go to a farmer's market, get the things you need, talk with someone, um, buy the, you know, what do you need to bring when you go to the farmer's market? Like you need money, you need to bring a basket, um, possibly bags and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of ways that you can tie in these spring themes into your students' daily natural settings, the daily things that they could be experiencing, or would they ever go to a farmer's market, we can give them the tools and the language and communication to be successful with that. Now, if you love to get outside during the springtime and your students love bubbles, bubbles is, it's fun any time of the year, but it really is fun in spring. And I will link in the show notes, my blog post all about how you can use bubbles in a variety of ways in your sessions. And on that blog post is a free download for my bubbles toy companion cheat sheet. So if you struggle with knowing how to target certain goals with one toy or one theme, and you are just like, it drains your your brain energy every time you try to target everybody's goals with that one toy, you need to go download this toy companion because it has targets for WH questions, verbs, tier two vocabulary, basic concepts, words organized by sounds. And then it also has 10 different ways that you can use that toy in therapy and it is free for you to use with your students. So go to the show notes and make sure to click on the Bubbles blog post to download. Um, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you have a favorite spring theme that you like to do, let me know. You can email me at Felice Clark at the Dabbling Speechy, or you can reach out to me on social media at the Dabbling Speechy and let me know what you are doing. Tag me in your posts so I can see what fun activities you are planning for your students. So I hope that you have another great week. As always, stay inspired and don't forget to be the SLP that every kid wants to see. Talk with you next week. Ha <laughs> ha